0: Hey man, uh, we are lost as fuck. No, buddy, check out that sign. Welcome Welcome to to Potter's Potter's Bluff. Bluff! Yo, was that Grandpa Joe? Uh, that looks like Professor William Wexler from Pendleton University. Fucking nerd! Oh, shit! Here comes the Spooky! Hey, Tur Choppa Dum Dums! I want to introduce you to like my third favorite photographer from St. Louis. what's going on, all you and chutters? Here comes Spooky's back with episode fifty-three tonight. We're gonna to talk the Friday the Thirteenth lawsuit before we jump over to Potter's Bluff and see about that new way of life they're always talking about. So sit back, relax, tie that buddy to a chair, and make him listen to your second favorite podcast. Look, I know we just like blew the first 45 minutes of recording, but you need to (laughs) slow down. This This isn't a speedrun, homie, okay? What's going on, everybody? I am your host, Cincinnati Jeff, one half of the Deuces Book, a.k.a. Salsa Von Mummy. And with me always, for the second time tonight, is my best friend, my partner in gonorrhea, Nachos McWerewolf. Nachos, how you doing, buddy? How is everybody doing this goddamn new year, you fucking little turd worm babies? We're doing good, so we just did like 45 minutes of this episode and then realized we weren't using the recording equipment it was just picking us up off the fucking computer microphone and it sounded like shit so i had to delete start over and here we are rinse wash repeat so yes we are here in the new year episode 53 we did not get a chance to do a new year's movie because there. fuck you we do what we want there really isn't any i mean there are but we did them all what yeah. we knew knew the is evil that was fun <laughs> we are legit just rehashing the same shit we said uh and then we didn't get to really do a christmas movie we did a christmas special well why is that cincinnati job? Uh because every asshole under the shade was doing Christmas Evil, which we had chosen. Yeah. And we, you know, the trendsetters that we are did not want to copy off everybody else. You want to see something gross? Look at my finger pussy. Ooh, nice. See the little clip up there? Yeah. Look it. So, like, our good friends over at the Horror Horror Podcast, they did Christmas Evil. Fink. Forever Midnight did Christmas Evil. Sukos Podcast did it. I'm glad those boys are back, or some of those boys are back, or they're back. There was like three or four that were doing Christmas Evil this year, so we were just like, fuck it, we're just not doing it. We will get to it eventually. It's a fun movie, but whatever. So here we are again for the second time tonight. A little more drunker. I thought you were gonna say, here we are again on our own for the second time. (laughs) And uh to to start things off, I'm gonna go ahead and jump into a couple of the topics we've got. News and stuff. First up tonight, Friday the 13th, The Lawsuit. I love that movie. (laughs) It's currently over. The rights to the original script revert back to Victor Miller, who was the author of the original screenplay. But before we jump up and down on the roof, here are some things to note. Victor Miller only retains the rights in the U.S., and just because Sean Cunningham didn't file another petition does not mean that this is dead and buried. He can still fucking <laughs> dead and buried <laughs> tie things up in a litigation. And a new movie is not currently coming. Both parties would have to agree on a settlement of assets or a resolution. I.e., does Victor want to sell the rights? All I know is those dudes are old as fuck. They need to quit clowning around and realize that 0% of 0% is no monies. They need to shut the fuck up and Voltron the fuck together. So can Victor and Sean just make their own separate movies? Tell me like the announcer from Dragon Ball Z. No, they can't. Uh, Will Victor and (laughs) Sean Cunningham quit being old bitches and decide to make money? Not really, because Victor... Only owns the rights to the U.S. And only the first script. Can Sean, who owns the adult Jason and everything that came after part one, legally use him in a movie without Victor's permission? No. With Namek blowing up in five (laughs) minutes. Who will make a new Friday the 13th movie on the next episode of Here Comes the Spooky? So think of it this way. Uh, If the first movie established it, Victor owns the rights to it. If it happened in part two or beyond, that's Sean's. So Cam, Crystal Lake, yeah. Pamela, Jason, the name Voorhees, all that fun shit, all the, like ninety percent of the franchise belongs to Victor. I remember the mask, adult Jason, and obviously anything that came after. Sean owns it because I remember Victor's like can't stand you, Sean. <laughs> 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 Fucking shoots a hate laser. So these two will need to come together or come on each other. And work something out, or we will still be left in a world without a new Friday the 13th movie featuring Jason Voorhees. Uh, They could, essentially, like Sean could make a Friday the 13th movie, and it just wouldn't have Jason or Camp Crystal Lake. It would be like a Halloween 3. Uh, nope. Yeah. Nope. Second, Scream 5 is out in theaters. Go see it. Yeah! We just did. Bitch! We just got done watching it. Uh Uh-huh, with the Atomic Scarecrow. Yes, we did. Uh, Who is going to be on tonight's episode? But well, he has maggots in his vagina. Yeah, did you text him? <laughs> no. Yeah, I probably he died. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I hope my good friend made it home safe. He was like, oh, there's fucking snow and rain and shit coming I don't want to be stuck at your house with all these awesome comics and toys and video games and, and booze. And drunk friends. And uh, so we're walking out of the theater, and he parked on the opposite side of the theater like an idiot, because why would you do that? And then he calls me, Ugh. and he's like, you know, I just realized, horror movie 101, no, no. I'm walking back to my car by myself. I'm like, check the back seat. He's like, holy shit, there's a roll of paper towels. But here's the weird thing. When he <laughs> called me, it was from his mom's cell phone number. So it's like they cloned a cell phone. Whoa. Bomb, bomb, Twist. So, stream five, what'd you think? Stream five? Stream five. Stream five, uh, too much romance, not enough human killing. I liked it. It was a I lot of drama. Part of. It's too much drama for the LBC. I get it because it's the elevated whore. And you know what I just now thought of right now, not 45 minutes ago, I'm rehashing the same gag. <laughs> you know why they call it Scream and not Scream 5? Because it's a parody on child's play in Halloween and these reinventions of the... Like re- Texas Chainsaw Massacre and it. that shit. Goddamn. We have to do Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3 because that new one's coming out. And do we have to do four and five and six? Actually, we remakes? only get four from the original series. Then we go to the remakes. Then we go to the nobody gives a fuck because I just want to see our Doria Deluxe. the uh, deluxe ass Then do we get to do chain our uh, Leatherface, but not part three, the other Leatherface movie? Oh, fuck. What, I think there's... Let's don't. Let's just... <laughs> That's a confusing moving on. Ass fucking so back to Scream. God damn. You know it was awesome? The brutal ass fucking kills, dude. The brutal kills. This was really brutal. The deaths get a ten. Uh, I was thought it was super awesome how Dewey was the killer. I did. <laughs> oh, spoilers! Spoilers! Dewey is the killer, and actually the real killer is uh Gail Weather's Coconut Monkey bang Dude, they make a bangs joke from part three. That's fucking awesome. I loved that. It's it's pretty heavy on fan service with the exclusion of mentioning anything from part two, part three or part four. Dude, for real. With the exception of Randy's death, and if that's a spoiler to you, you're a fucking idiot. Go watch Scream Two. Yeah. They definitely were like, oh, this all started with Billy Loomis. It's like, oh, I feel like Roman had something to do yeah, with it. Yeah, there's a pivotal scene where Ghostface might get shot a bunch of times and has a <laughs> bulletproof vest, and I was like, holy shit, it's Roman! Yeah, that was good. Uh, probably one of my favorite parts of our uh, viewing experience was the elderly black woman next to me cutting it up as much as we were kind of shit. We were definitely that group screaming at the fucking We theater. really are, aren't we? Yeah. Is Is that a white privilege thing? I thought it was a black people thing that I was always jealous of, so I you tried know what? it on myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. well, you don't know, try that suit on. Right? It's a good fit. <laughs> yeah. Let's keep I wearing liked it. that. I liked it. You know, for a white guy, you should wear a lot of purple, though. I'm just saying. <laughs> no, it was a, there's a uh, shower scene in the movie which will leave ambiguous and androgynous. That's a word. Fuck you. Go Google it. Or you know what? If you got a problem, why don't you fucking make fun of me on our goddamn hotline? What's that number, Chief? 704-666-2814. That's right. And if you think I don't know how to say words like Hydrogenous or hydrox or fucking bungalunga Mikahalio. what is what is the what is the original fucking oreo cookie have to do with this that's right and if you think otherwise call us at our hotline number what's that number seven oh four six 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 two eight one four we've got some hotline we are gonna get to later all right uh not a miami hotline but the lady next to me goes damn how dirty was his ass he's been in that fucking shop for like 10 <laughs> minutes dude i just kind of give her a little rib ribbon with my elbow and she's like you good let's fuck there are some lemon square jokes that's fun oh dap you lemon squares is back and she acquired a thick milf bungus mm, she looks good looking good and i would still blow a fucking hot glue load on her also apparently woodsboro is still the capital of fucking moms but like no dads yeah. oh my god it's like the that's broken- not getting away with the fucking plot by the way there just don't seem to be any fucking dads in the picture in Woodsboro. yeah like if we were to do a history course go fuck yourself do it yourself there ain't a lot of dads in these movies <laughs> They, all the dads in Woodsboro stepped out for a pack of Marlboro's fucking six counties <laughs> over. Or was going to see what Maureen Prescott's fucking mommy fucking s- frog. Oh, you mean holder. Rena Reynolds? Well. Yeah, you're one to talk Judy Jergensen. Man, I work for the president of, of the, the studio. studio. My what are you, reporter for Woodsboro High? That. <laughs> i went back rewatched scream 3 because it's fun it's dumb it's fun we talked about it earlier when we fucking fucked up the recording but like if you think about this it's it's such a it's a franchise but it's such a small franchise compared to like a the big three or the big four or the big five or whichever ones you want to consider into there but like it's only got f- it's only four sequels in the original But, like, this is a franchise that... Wait, four sequels in the... One, two... No, that one's called Scream. And that one's called... (laughs) So there's only that many of them. So, like, you gotta think about, like, outside of the main cast of, like, you know, Nev Campbell and David Arquette and everybody, you've got... uh, Jennifer Aniston. Sarah Michelle Gellar. You've got uh, Joshua Jackson. uh, Rebecca Gayhart's in it for a minute. When she's not running Uh, over kids. Fucking Parker Posey. Um, Carrie Fisher, Carrie Fisher's in there. Um, Lance Hendrickson yeah. Lan- uh, Patrick Dempsey. Who's Patrick Dempsey. He's the he's the uh, the the detective in the third one. Oh, really? Yeah. What the fuck do I know him from? Uh, Sweet Home Alabama. Never saw it. Enchanted. Mm, you don't watch a lot of rom coms. is though. it an 80s horror movie because no. <laughs> then i probably don't know uh, how it. about uh what is that movie where he, uh uh there's oh there's a great movie in the 80s where he's a pizza boy and if you order a pizza with extra anchovies that means that you get to have sex with the woman oh and is it What is it called? It's funny as fuck. All right. It's really good. It's really good. And viewers, if you know that answer, hit us up at our hotline. 704-666-2814. That's right. What's that number again? 704-666-2814. Okay. So, uh, just real quick, <laughs> where would you put that in in your hierarchy of scream movies? Least favorite scream movie, but a bad scream movie is better than a lot of other movies. And I'm not necessarily saying it's bad, but most importantly, do not sit through the credits because there is nothing there for you to see. Yeah, there's no end credit stuff. This is this is again, I would say the weakest in the franchise, but that's not a bad thing for now. I hope we get a part six. And then just it's not it's it. not Die Hard five bad. Oof. It's not Indiana Jones 4 bad. Mm-hmm. Which, it's it's still well, really good, but I would say agree that this is probably the weakest one. Man, the kills were great. We but, should do a dry run on every episode where <laughs> we don't record it and record uh, it again. I'm like two shots and three beers in there. Ain't nothing dry about me, homie. Uh, <laughs> I'm still drinking pumpkin uh, beer that I bought in fucking October. Uh, Finally, I have two left.
1: Real talk, but probably so many September, of buddy.
0: Yeah. No, August. I'm sorry, I remember it was hot outside. We're drinking pumpkin. It was like, this doesn't feel right. Oh, so much pumpkin beer! I love it, but I'm fucking over it. Yeah, but no, I agree. It is definitely the weakest, but it's it's worth it's worth a view for sure. Definitely check it out if you can in theater. Do yourself a favor. It was a lot of fun. We saw it on, like the big Ooh. deluxe screen. It was enjoyable. Neve Campbell has babies in this movie, and she's got a fucking tight ass, dude. She keeps it wild. Things. What would tight. what would Aaron say? Keeps it tight. Keeps it tight. Or is that a Marshall? That's a thing. Marshall thing. Ah, Marshall. Uh, your Wishmaster episode is pretty good. Oh, dude, I Not haven't like Marshall to it ever fucking listens to this. Shit. I was listening to the episode he told us to listen to the the My Bloody Valentine one earlier. What they did a new one or no? It was they were comparing and contrasting the original versus the remake. It's oh, to our episodes because <laughs> just don't you'll have a bad time. <laughs> Tell him, Dad. All right, last up on the list, because they talked about this elevated horror in Scream 5, which was great, because they were making fun of it. I looked up, I tried to find modern horror, and because I'm so old in my mid-30s. So old! To me, modern horror starts in the 90s, preferably with Scream. Uh, You know what, maybe that's the golden age of modern horror. I would say so. I would say that up until Scream... 90s horror was really suffering. Oh fuck, dude! With the exception of you had a lot and of, scream. There you go. Yeah, you had a <laughs> lot of bad howlings, Hellraisers, and things like that. You coming catch into the, the tail end of a lot of franchises, like you know, nightmares dying out, uh, Friday leprechaun. the leprechaun, yeah, critters, puppet masters. Yo, I hear they're doing a new Final Destination. I'm not mad at that. Sure. Okay. Cool. Those aren't ever bad. Ah, uh, dude, part four sucked pretty hard. With the, like, let's be woke with this hick at a NASCAR shit, and he gets drugged behind oh, it. it's don't like, get me wrong. Was, it's not a great movie, but because five came along and made it so good, dude, because five, oh, five. So good. And what a great twist. And, you know, you really, if you're not paying attention, you really don't even realize the twist is coming to the end. You're like, wait, this is when? What? Neat. I didn't even pay attention to that kind of thing. Uh, so... I looked up modern horror and I the best of modern horror list. Everyone that I found, basically, every movie existed past either two thousand three beyond. Oh shit! Hold so up, nothing in the nineties to discuss like the Scream clone. Actually, I have like that. I have one Night Watch with Ewan McGregor and fucking Patricia Arquette. That is a, that. See, there's a sleeper right there. That's a good one. Sorry, now that I have forty five minutes to think about it, yeah, that, that is you brought that over. And we watch that, and like it's it only has a DVD release. It's kind of hard to find. Apparently, that's a uh, that's a good fucking movie. It's though. a remake. So we're really? just doing some surgery over here, cutting up them fingies. Woo! Yeah, get that dead skin on the <laughs> table. Uh, so these are the top ten modern horror movies from IGN. They had a list of thirty one because it was they made it in October of last year. What's the significance of thirty one in October? I don't get it. <laughs> Uh, so here's the top ten. Number ten was Under the Skin, which is um, some foreign horror movie about uh, basically a girl uh, who it's wearing. Uh, it's an alien who's wearing a girl. It's Edgar Scoot. An Buddy, Edgar suit. You know what? I'm almost positive they re- that remade that with smoking-ass Scarlett Johansson. It might have. And I've never just seen it. she walks around naked the whole time, and you're like, damn, her tits do make sense now, and she has a thick Hillsboro mommy dump truck they had a couple screen grabs it looked pretty good number nine i know you're a fan of you've told me to check this out on netflix his house yeah dude whose so- house ron's house <laughs> say what <laughs> um, yeah his house dude so i know i'm gonna stay on topic real quick but i'm pretty sure there's a rick james house where he's like dude 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 he's like i'm so crazy you were asleep but i came to your house and drunk and raped you haha <laughs> good times give it to me baby <laughs> yeah, and let's just act like that's cool. 80s were a different monster. cocaine okay, was hell of a drug. Uh rape. <laughs> it slaps. It comes. It pays its taxes. Yeah, anyway. It wears helmets. This song wears helmets. <laughs> this song motherfucking song wears helmets. That fucking helmet. song rides so, bikes. <laughs> right, it's a tandem bike <laughs> to the dildo factory That fucking that fucking tune unicycles, let me tell you. <laughs> that fucking beat straps a dildo on its head and sticks a steak knife up its ass and falls down or Have you heard at- that new Eskimo Cowboy song? That fucking song makes sandwiches. That song makes me want to pull my testes out of my asshole and hang myself while I punch myself in the dick till bats fly out of my belly button. We talked about him on the uh, Top 5, but Eskimo Cowboy has a new song called Pump It, and it's fucking great. I'm sure it is, because we're going to find out on next Cigarette <laughs> Break. Uh, yeah, so anyway, this movie's about I think South African refugees. It would be, yeah. Who, who leave a shit zone and uh some follows am I even say it follows ho! next up number eight the descent uh i think dog soldiers but with chicks and instead of werewolves it's spelunking and by spelunking i mean eating at each other's pussy and you should watch it it's good it's yeah. good honestly pretty much anyone on this list i haven't seen under the skin uh you should watch and let me tell you off the bat, if you don't want to watch a per recommendation, you're fucking up because Nachos brings me all kinds of stuff that maybe I've never seen. One I day, bring you treasures. we were because he brought up dog soldiers. We were leaving Horror Hound, and we were at the Sam Goody that <laughs> yes. still exists in Cincinnati at the time. I hope it's still there. What's uh, so up, buddy? Um, and it was like five bucks on Blu ray. He's like, Hey, buy this. And I was like, No, I had like hundred bucks left or whatever from like my mad money for spending that weekend i was like no i'm not gonna buy this fucking movie you know it's five dollars i was being such a fucking scrooge mcduck about it and i was like no dude, you're being saving a this <laughs> hey you know, you know i heard something real quick i'm gonna jump in so you know it's mad moms against drunk drivers mm-hmm. uh it's uh dangerous drunks against mothers so it's damn <laughs> <laughs> go ahead buddy and I was like, no, nah, I'm not going to fucking buy Dog Soldiers. So we get home, and I was like, dude, let me let me borrow your copy. I have two copies. So. And I fucking, <laughs> then I want one. And I fucking watched it, and I was like, whoa, I fucked up. Scream Factory has a copy out, and I need to order it. it Dog Soldiers, so good. So The Descent, damn good. Watch them both. Fun fact, uh, Scream Factory's Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2, if you slept on that, that shit's going for like 90 bucks. Yeah, dude, the Screen Yikes. Factory stuff for those chainsaw movies are real expensive right yeah, you gotta now. Gotta strike while the needle is. Hot! Yeah. Uh, number seven, It Follows. Love that movie. Best John Carpenter movie without being a John Carpenter movie. That's what I told Simple Ben, uh, Simple ben when we were talking about that when he was spitting bars and shit. What did you say earlier? The ST Demon? <laughs> ST Demon, yeah. Uh, <laughs> dude, I love that movie with the exception of one part, that chick's bullshit birth control clamshell fucking BlackBerry PDA thing. Uh, what? Okay, I don't know like what parallel universe you want to live in, but why is that a fucking piece of like novelty technology? <laughs> why don't you just have like? I don't take birth control, so I don't know. Why don't you have my like... my couch pulls out? I don't. <laughs> yeah, you got two fuck trophies upstairs because your pullout game is weak, my sex dude. Sex trophies. My sex, wife does not tro- tro- like when I refer no, to my couch as sex trophies. Don't. Uh, when you're getting your kid baptized. In blood. Uh, no. Tick, uh, tick, 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 tick. Ding. That'd be like, you know, how much cooler would that be to have your phone, but it's a turtle com? or like your phone is fucking, uh, oh, dude, I had same both of from- those. I had the fucking pop up turtle com, and I then had the I had that- a- I had April's compact turtle com, the one that pops open. Oh, uh, that's the one I had. Yeah. I had both of those, dude. I had little Morris code yeah, buttons boy. on them. That's ah, why I That's why I know. Fun. Sorry, I'm just doing a bit from Venture Brothers. Anyway. Yes. So why not have like Sam's thing from fucking Quantum Leap or Al's thing from Quantum Leap? Where Oh, Ziggy says that. Oh, my God. They're remaking that show, by the way you better have back it just got announced do you think they're gonna make the fucking Uh, (laughs) oh that word that aired fucking hates episode oh the retard episode (laughs) no that's real that's a real thing he's like oh my god al i'm fucking retarded shit dude don't get mad at me that's the 80s Do you remember when (laughs) fucking alpha's dropping dropping the n-bomb you ever see that behind the scenes? I'm <laughs> not get, yeah, he's hitting on Kelly the kid. He's like, hey, oh, uh, what are your legs open? Ha! Huh, Willie, do you wanna suck dick and smoke crack? <laughs> Talk about Shakespeare. Dude, that was a real thing. And I mean, hey, if you wanna suck some dicks. We talked some about crack. this. Alf, do you think like he had to leave Melmac because he liked to eat cats? No. Like and he was like shunned. No, <laughs> straight up. He's like, Yeah, my whole planet blew up. It's like Gave myself an A. Alf. Yeah everybody the cat Willie, everybody that was a bastard no uh i think alf was problematic so they're like oh shit alf fucking the planet is gonna blow up gordon shumway get in your little jet and go fuck off and they're like is he gone jesus christ that racist sexist prick god damn All right, it's like Invader Zim, dude. <laughs> Back to the list. Number six. Twenty eight days later. Good film. Yeah, bad. Steve would love it. But Yo, we, we talked. mad I. How is Steve? Oh no, no, no. We we talked. I don't know. Steve's good. At least the last time we chatted. Uh, but I was saying, we when we talked earlier Is about Is he this, still evil? The evilest, the baddest of Steve's. I love that. We call him Bad Steve, but he's like the nicest fucking dude. And he hates that name. I totally coined it for him. I call him Steefle. Well, we had a we had a Bad Steve, and he moved away. And I liked the name so much, I just called him Bad Steve, and it stuck. All right. um, Yo, Mad-Eye Moody gets that fucking hot monkey juice in his eye and goes... <laughs> 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 Worth it i fucking geeked out so hard my headphones flew off uh i would say 28 weeks later it's is a better movie. better movie because uh, who, who's that saucy boy from that is that magic mike or whatever is, uh I is that remember. mom like you guys are fucking making too many monkey noises downstairs you've awoken the, <laughs> the goblin princess she, no. She no. shrieks the song of her native people. Uh, so then number five, they talk about in Scream Five, the Witch. Never saw the VV. I, I all I know is Black Phillip likes to live deliciously. And I didn't think it was that great. Number four, they again talk about this here, this elevated horror, The Babadook. It's okay. Uh probably the most obnoxious kid in horror movie history. If I, that was my if that was me as a kid and that was JJ, dude, she'd I like this movie a lot. My biggest problem with it and it's again I'm not trying to gatekeep but it's just it's just everywhere because like it's the thing to watch. It's like watch the Boba Duke and I get it. Netflix did the This thing. is the best Okay, f- kind of fuck the Baba Duke with the exception of he is the flagship character of the LBGT community. I love seeing him in the parades in his fucking rainbow. Oh office. my God, dude. That's yes. Funny. Oh, dude, that fucking kills me so hard. And then, like, you get the drag queens and drag queens and the yes queens. That fucking dress up is it the Baba Duke. Ooh, Baba Dunk Is that a thing? Ooh. Ooh. Afro Robbie's texting me. Uh oh. They're, they're doing a little fireball ah uh, white bitches look at that shit i mean that's exactly what we were drinking uh so we have to do the callback to understand the current reference yeah so uh we talk about uh, my good friend afro robbie um because uh we we got to it earlier but obviously that that was the recording. you know what let's get through the list and we'll bring that up i'll yep. make a little note All right, so let's move on to the list, and we'll talk about that for Robbie. Look at me. Number three is the Swedish version of the Let the Right One In, not the OG one and not the American remake. Apparently, there's a Swedish remake. I think that's the original. Don't quote me on that. I've only seen the American one with Hit Girl. Yeah. Number two, Hereditary, which stars a telephone pole. (laughs) (laughs) Greatest hits. Badoosh. Man, (laughs) fucking... (laughs) Uh, Hold on, where's my? <laughs> so i watched that movie in two chunks so uh first first half i watched it, i was like okay cool and then uh not Margot robbery what's her fucking name dude that chick the uh, united states of terror all it is is just her mugging for like fucking two and a half hours um i don't know ari aster like it, it's elevated horror that's my problem keep the drama uh, out of horror how about focus on the horror? You know, I have an Irish mom. I know about drama, dude. I'm good. She puts crisis in Christmas morning. So I'm fucking, I, I know that shit. I just want to see spooky shit. Uh, number one, get out, which good movie. I definitely agree with. Fantastic. Uh, Jordan uh, Peele. Fun stuff. Because you get Eric from Billy Madison saying, Hey, I would have voted for Obama a third time. And you get the mom first. From- this shit. And now Eric's secretary is in a coma. <laughs> I stole this from Frank. God damn it, Billy. Are you some kind of damned moron? <laughs> yes. You know, that's Colchick, the night stalker. It is. Yeah. It and is. Uh, don't eat that bird or you'll get worms in the fucking Bumpus' dogs tear ass. And that's so <laughs> good. Uh,. <laughs> the turkey's not done yet you get worms oh, that so i saw somebody subtitle what what the old man said so we're talking bob clark's a christmas story a, a christmas classic you're probably sick of it by now because tbs oh you're talking shit. black christmas which one the original bob clark's classic christmas movie A black christmas oh, his other class mix. Ugh, class mix class mix class, mix. class mix christmas quarry I got a class mix for you. It's got a lot of fucking uh, corn and one words biscuit on it. <laughs> oh, my God. So one of my coworkers, normally he just plays woo all the time. He slides up with his boombox and he was playing like fucking early thousands, new metal kind of shit. And I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, oh, I'm playing some music you listen to. I was like, I don't listen to this shit. <laughs> just because because like, of your age or because you're white. Because I'm white. I have, I have two names at the fucking warehouse. White Mike and Killer Mike. <laughs> and I'm like, technically, shouldn't I be Nope, let's keep it. Let's keep it. This is fine. <laughs> and then so I just, I turn to him and I go, they call you White Mike without ever having seen the Wayans Brothers show. Oh, is that a thing? Yeah. Uh, first season for sure. Yeah. They had a white friend named White Mike. <laughs> <laughs> That's good shit. I mean, my uh, white, not just McWerewolf. Yeah. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Anyway. So it's disturbed down with the sickness. And I hear him go. wow. From the other fucking like that's aisle not over. that's not new metal that's disturbed uh, yeah it's it's <laughs> something and then he just comes over I go over to his aisle. I go dude you know what the weirdest part of the song is when his mom shows up when he's recording the song and he just starts <laughs> the beating beat- the shit out of him <laughs> he fucking lost it dude he's like I got I can't I can't out with you right now dude all right so what movies would you have on this list that they didn't that's exactly what I was gonna ask man it's so that crazy when How I did was I know that? thinking not, like modern horror again I'm thinking nineties you know, post scream. So of course, things to me that come up are like, I jump out Valentine's, Valentine's day or Valentine. Yeah. Or uh, yeah. Valentine. Sir, day. are you, dr- have you been drinking a lot? Good. Valentine? Uh, I know what you did last summer. Urban legend. Those are, those are like nineties, early thousand. Oh, that's exactly what you said. So w- what do you think should be on here? That was missing. I think sinister should be on there. I think that is a crazy, <coughs> I think the stranger should be on. There. Oh, speaking of sinister, how about Afro Robbie? Oh, yes. Okay. Yes. Because it's called uh, a call back. So speaking of sinister, we were talking about this before the fucking recording went kapitsk. Um, Sinister, great modern horror movie. It was not on their list at all. Not even in the in the 31 that they had. This thing's fantastic. I watched it with my wife. I my wife. Yeah, yeah. I get to, I got to pick one horror movie a year that she'll watch because she does not watch horror movies. And uh, last year I picked Sinister, and she walked right out in the middle of it. I mean, fucking and she s- walked right screaming, fucking at me. And she's walking out of the kitchen. What the fuck is your problem? We just had a fucking baby, and you're walking watching these fucking these dead kids. And blah, blah blah blah. I mean, she was dead. Fucking kids, pissed. not baby. So fucking mad. So, uh, Afro Robbie, good friend of the podcast texted me, his co-worker was looking for a horror movie to watch. And I thought about it for a second and I was like, well, I only got one recommendation that I would say would be perfect if you'd never seen it before. And I was like, preface it. I was like, you need to watch it at night and you want to watch it with the lights off. The TV needs to be your only light in the room. Don't look at your phone and got to watch Sinister because it is fucking terrifying. We talked about it. Many episodes ago I'll, where, like, I'll, there was, like a, t- like, a study that Sinister was, like, the number one scariest movie ever because of, like, the audience reaction. They were hooked up to a bunch of, like, machines. Car batteries and sponges. <laughs> oh, my God, Sinister. Wait. It's so, it, so good. It's creepy. When fucking Dewey gets slapped to the ground, <laughs> I said, I'm getting too old for this shit the fucking lady next to me started rolling <laughs> and Murtaugh. then the black lady next to me started rolling i'm talking about age. um i i think i think the strangers the original is is a criminally underrated movie and should be on that list <laughs> why are you doing this to us fuck you because you were home see this is why i don't answer the door This is why I don't answer calls. I don't know. It was good. The Strangers are good. And Dennis from It's Always Sunny totally gets shot in the face. I would also say. um, Don't look at my list that I just put together. House of the Devil. Dude, Ty West, so good. Slow burn. And that is the dude that plays Frankenstein in the Monster Squad and who plays Kane in Robocop 2. Yes, he's also uh, the axe murderer in Last Action Hero. I knew that. It's whatever imdb that shit and i would also add we are still here Mm, that's good i have the collector did you finally see that yes i did you left it here i watched it finally supposedly tom atkins is in the third one um and the second perch movie yeah i liked i liked the first one better just because of the thought of like being trapped at home kind of thing was really fun for me, but it too, was too many white people. They're like, "Oh, it wasn't that the second one isn't is, is is not it's, it's not the worse. Punisher, dude. It's, it's it's very good, but it's a very different movie. It's like Two Onward is a almost completely really different franchise. I know, and I love it. I don't give a fuck. Okay, straight up, like, hi, we're rich white people. My kid has a rc car drone with a baby doll head i'm like okay rich sid from toy story get fucked the first one is a much more violent Uh, panic room yeah but But ethan hawk is good i liked yeah i like him you see this shit coming out like black phone oh yeah the black phone in the room or whatever dude yeah we saw that preview at the halloween movie Yes, we did halloween keels marshall was so precious uh no, what, what movie did we were did watching we Candyman. We were like, watching Candyman. His, and they played the Halloween Kills trailer. He's got his fingers in his ears. He's, he's like, like, la, 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 la. Don't want to uh. know about it. Don't want to know about it. Marshall cracks me the fuck up, dude. Those we, horrible horror boys. We picked they those killed. up. Did you watch the, uh, did you? I haven't watched the extended cut with the new ending yet um, for Halloween Kills. Have you seen it? Yeah, but I fell asleep. Because <laughs> I was like tired as fuck. Oh, um. Evil fries tonight yeah we'll do this later yeah but wait, hey uh follow us on. did some- you have a winner who won our uh big big giveaway i am cotton l did, did you did you catch the name on that and uh i am Cotton hell yeah i am so, caught in hell like frank cotton we did uh-huh. uh a giveaway on the uh instagram and twitter uh where if you just uh tagged a friend and said uh evil dies tonight you uh Could enter a drawing for a free digital copy of Cincinnati Jeff's copy of Halloween Halloween Kills. Kills. Well, guess what? Your boy Nachos McWareful bought it, too. And uh, yeah, let's just blurt it out. Fuck it. At some point or maybe now we're going to have. We'll throw it up this weekend for sure. All right. uh, So if you can tell me the best how you get killed by Michael Myers and if it's the best, guess what? You can get a free digital copy of Halloween Kills. We'll put it up there. You don't even have to tag anybody. You just say I would die this way. And then just fucking do it, and then we'll pick our favorite one. Should they call in the hotline or fucking, Nah, that'll be, that's a whole thing. Yeah, just DM a slide in. No, just comment on it on Twitter, on on, uh, Facebook and Instagram, just how Michael Myers would kill you, your choice, right? Just pick your favorite one, you know. Pick whatever, you know, get creative, and then we'll pick our favorite one, and then uh, you can win a free digital copy. Hint, it's probably getting fucked to death by Tom Atkins. (laughs) Or his mustache. I follow his fucking wife on Insta or on fucking Facebook. Nancy. Tom Atkins. No, no. Uh, his, his character. Oh, okay. Nancy Loomis or whatever, dude. It's hilarious. She's just, and, and on, and on a uh, fucking uh, Twitter too. She just shit talks. him. it's like, wait for that child support. You drunk piece of shit. All right. Well, before we get to the movie, you, we're going to take a quick break and you can hear from a word from our sponsors. Hey, everybody, this is Vincent DeSanthi, director of the Friday the 13th fan film Never Hike Alone, and you are listening to the Here Comes the Spooky podcast. All right, we are back again. Big news. Uh, We are actually going to be in Vincent's new movie. Uh, Vincent's new movie. Oh, no, fix it. It's pointing away from you. Oh, (laughs) towards close. This is just. uh, No, no, make the thing do this. Chill. There you go. There you go. On air troubleshooting there to quote go. the horrible horror podcast man i would love to be we talked about the fucking lawsuit those guys need to come together give vincent a million dollar budget and just fucking let him go dude because you know fantastic. what do a friday the 13th and anthology let adam green do one let vincent do one and let joe lynch do one i'm done with that sure all right. So before we get onto the movie, I want to thank the Patreons. Yay! Thank you all who support the Patreon. We really appreciate it. It allows us to use this fancy equipment that we sometimes forget to turn on. Um, but uh, technology hall, especially those at the uh, ten dollar cool brewster tier. So thank you, Tom Aerosmith. I love that guy. Matt Huey. Ah, uh, John Zinken. Ha <laughs> Ben Gentle, Simple Welly. Oh, he great. Noslin eighty. Love to meet him. And Johnny Mitchell. Hey, I love that guy much appreciated so when where was the first time you saw this movie nachos buddy that's a good question i'm pretty sure i saw nope fear net it was fear net uh like a hundred years ago sorry i'm not Man, really fear net into... was great god damn right i saw something pop up on my facebook it's like and fucking universe drop blah blah blue anyway how about you buddy? Uh also FearNet. And I don't remember watching it together. You told me about it. FearNet was cool. It was like a it was a streaming service but not really. It was like a special channel that you got if you either had DirecTV or it was DirecTV. Oh, who gives a shit? It's dead anyway. But like you like, would go into your DirecTV life. menu and you'd go to FearNet and they would host all these great horror movies. It wasn't like crap or garbage. They would have like Five or ten different ones each month. And, man, there were some really fucking good ones on there. Holy shit. That, I think that was the first time I saw. That's not true. You ripped a copy. I totally found a copy online of uh, Bebop, but uh, Alone in the Dark. Yep, Picked that up on Blu-ray. We should check that out. Yes, I did, too. Chop, yes. chop, chop up your mother. So, same thing. I forgot the one that was. Maybe 2000. 69, 11, dude. 2012. Yeah. Yeah. Like, FearNet watched it. It was so good. So good. So this is on our video nasty. This is a hello nasty. Start it again. Do it over. This is a video nasty. This is it's on our, our hello, hello nasty list. I know. We haven't done one in so long. It's been uh, Anthropopophagopha and no, Absurd. Driller Killer. Oh, that treasure. So that director like went on to do good guy shit. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Uh, so this director, uh, directed by Gary Sherman, who did Deathline, uh, sometimes known as Raw Meat, and Whoa. Poltergeist 3. Oh, my least favorite, Poltergeist. <laughs> yeah. So now we are going to move on to our cast and crew and meet some casualties. Yeah. It's time to play Meet Our Casualties! Rob Dyer. so good. Oh, that was me. What? <laughs> <laughs> this this fanfare cracks me up every time. Almost like that Fantastic Four Taco Bell Cheek got there. I got it for Christmas. I love it. Ah, uh, you get another one coming. Xylophone. Bitch. All right, so obviously there is a ton of people in this fucking movie, so I just focused on uh, a few of the bigger ones, the main cast, so to speak. Uh, first up, we've got James Ferentino, who plays Sheriff Dan Gillis. Fun fact is not the dad from Wonder Years. He is not. <laughs> he sure as fuck looks like him, yeah. though. Looks like Also kind of looks like Chainsaw's dad from fucking uh, 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 summer school. Oh, Eric but he—he uh, he really wasn't anything to note. Uh, we do have Melody Anderson. I heard he was a big drunken, like to crush puss, uh, who plays uh, Janet Gillis. She was in Flash Gordon, the the eighty eighties one. Did you mean Flash? Oh, defender of the universe! He right. saved every one of us. Oh, fuck me. Yeah, No, no, they, they say that too. Oh. Breaking news. Guess who hasn't seen the movie? Just a man with a man's courage. Oh, yeah, he's nothing but a man who will never fail. No one with the pure of heart. Who I sings think- that song? Oh, it's Queen, baby. And don't even fucking Yeah, him, let's like, fucking keep fuck it, fuck you, it that way, you dude. tone-deaf bitch. That is my favorite Queen song of all time because it's so obnoxious. I love Flash Gordon. I like Gordon. Bicycle. Because this song's about a bicycle. It's about fat girls riding bicycles, too. Yo, Freddie Mercury, I appreciate what you were doing. I know you were bad in front of the other team, but you're like, let's talk about these Hillsboro mom milk butts. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we've got uh, Jack Albertson, uh, who plays William G. Dobbs. Now, he was Grandpa Joe in <laughs> Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Yo, motherfucker had a Coke pinky nail. <laughs> he was like, Charlie, go, go fuck. Look, look, Charlie, go, go fuck with those Oompa blue <laughs> Ugh. This was also his last film ever. That's right. He showed up at the debut in the wheelchair. Yeah, with like an oxygen tank. Damn, son. Uh, then we've got Dennis Redfield as Ron, Nancy Locke as Linda, Lisa Blout as Lisa. Yeah, Or Lisa in parentheses. <laughs> yeah. Uh she was in Cut and Run. She was also in the Prince, Prince of, Darkness. of Darkness. That's right. She's father, please. And she was also in Needful Things damn dude you know what she died uh i think about like 10 years ago but she looked good as fuck to the day she died. die uh there's this guy who plays harry uh it goes by the name robert england i think he was oh, in he was in v family opera uh he was wexler well what What? what william it? wexler from pendleton university fucking nerd i think he directed 976 evil and uh, I think he was in the Ninja Turtles, one of the TV shows. And then last, we have Bill Quinn, who plays Ernie. He was in Psychic Killer and Twilight Zone, the movie. Psychic Killer. Kiss, kiss, say. Hey, who sings that? The Talking Heads. <laughs> yeah, let's fucking keep it that way. <laughs> he was not one of the kids in the Twilight Zone movie. Oh, with that. Dude, when they make fucking Bart Simpson not have a mouth. They used to fuck with me. My brother's an asshole, so we do like mummy lips. So you're like, mm, come in the room all fucking wide-eyed and shit. I'd be like, don't. Easy, Neo. Uh, released in May of 1981, and man, what a good year for horror. Well, what came out that year, Cincinnati Jeff? American Werewolf in London. Paris. The Howling. Love it. Funhouse. Cool. Halloween 2. Fucking A. Happy Birthday to Me. Yeah. Friday the 13th Part 2. Yeah. Scanners. Squatch. My Bloody Valentine. Squatch. Hell Knight. Hell yeah. The Prowler. Hell yeah. <laughs> Madman. Dude. The Evilest of Deads. Ah, yes. Ghost Story. Dude, you get to see Dr. Neil Gordon's fucking little pickle. Bloody Birthday. Yo, you get to see Julie Brown's tits in that. Mm hmm. Okay. Downtown Julie Brown. That's right. Downtown. Absurd. We should review that. Madhouse. That's okay. Student Bodies. That <laughs> would be so dumb. Night School. I never saw that one. And Don't Go Into the Woods Alone. Alone. Mardi Gras, beat face. Fuck you. So How to Watch, of course, VHS. Uh, then Blue Underground has the rights to this. Uh, so they've got uh, DVDs, a ton of different Blu-rays. Do they have any DVDs? I don't think so. I don't oh. know. Okay. Uh, so like the Blu-rays, they have like the 4K Blu-ray. Um, they have a bunch that have like different alternate artwork, which uh, are like a little bit more expensive, but you can just, get do the they have to use, ask right? them out, our ATM edition? They do. Uh, it's also streaming currently as of this episode on Tubi, Hell Amazon yeah. prime and voodoo. Buddy, we got to try to get like a Tubi sponsorship or something uh, to be so good to be or oh, not. Tubi. So now it is time to horse around with some maniacs. One of us is really going to enjoy murdering you. Is it me? The tiny coastal town of Potter's Bluff welcomes you with a new way of life. <sniffs> on the beach, we have George Le Mion. That's his name? Yeah. I just called mm. him Freddie. A vacationing photographer snaps photographs on the beach when an attractive young woman approaches. She asks him who he is and what he is doing. When she asks his name, he refuses to answer. He says, uh, well why don't you tell me your name she's like well let me tell you yours you look like a freddy he's like oh do i well you look like a lisa you look like i think yeah 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 so she starts to pose for him lisa begins to remove her shirt and at three minutes i'm sorry six minutes 37 seconds we have boobies boobies i think what my co-host was so elegantly trying to say so this doofus wanders around a beach for five minutes and starts taking pictures of girls feet. she's cool with it because then she wops, pops her tits dude, out dude, and she he's doing like the the lamest fucking like savant fucking like art art house fucking oh here's a picture of half a fucking rope and the sand up close and like it's just dumb shit that you know he's what gonna he he's no he's gonna develop it in black and white and it's gonna suck oh you mean so he's proto hipster instagram mm-hmm. he's probably like a photographer from st louis or something <laughs> <laughs> well it turns out he is what? he is from st louis and they said oh, are there any famous photographers from st louis he's like you don't photographers fame. don't get famous <laughs> uh i think what he really meant to say is whip them tits out bitch i'm from nellyville yeah, yeah, uh oh, yeah, yeah, emos. Or maybe he meant to say you have the most beautiful brown eyes, and then she pulls her asshole out. <laughs> or maybe he meant to say she, she says, "Have you ever shot wildlife before?" That she plops her beaver. Out. <laughs> okay. You want to see it eat some wood? <laughs> Uh, So she asks Freddie if he wants to get sand in places he didn't even know he had. And then the tone of the scene dramatically fucking changes when they are suddenly surrounded by a group of townspeople. And some hard pipe hitting motherfuckers go to work on Mahomes here while this white girl steals his camera away to grab some fucking Polaroids. While the others in the crowd take pictures and film everything as George is beaten tied to a post with a fishing net and then set on fire yeah so freddy's boner fest turns into a potter pl- uh, potter's bluff gangbang and they do him dirty i like how the 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 net is like somehow keeping his mouth open it's it's it, i love how it like it, it, takes his nose all, oh it it looks great but it's like dude that gas wouldn't taste so bad if you just close your fucking mouth so tell him paul uh, Later that evening, we are introduced to Sheriff Dan Gillis. Oh, they light him on fire. We said that. Oh, also they light him on fire while he examines the scene of a burning car accident, which just happens to have George's burned ass body inside. And while he's investigating, he's waiting for William G. Dobbs in Ellery elderly coroner mortician who arrives from his funeral home in the meat wagon with his hearse fucking has like a siren on it Oldies. yeah it's 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 it. almost like the blues brothers wagon <laughs> it's fucking got giant fucking speaker on top and he's just blaring jazz music he, he uh, tr- they traded it for a microphone <laughs> they head over to the scene of the accident and as dobbs begins to investigate the burned body this was good. Fuck. George begins to fucking he comes to life and screams bloody murder as he's rushed off to the off-screen to the hospital. No bueno. <laughs> the next morning, Sheriff Gillis or I'm just calling him Sheriff Dan. Yeah, just Dan. Stops at the diner where fisherman Phil and a few other locals ask about the unknown victim. They're got, busting him hard. Dude, they're busting his balls. And you got uh, you got Robert England there, little Bobby, Freddy. Yeah. He's like, ha, ha, you should solve this before we get some real crimes in town. Before kids show up dead. <laughs> <laughs> uh, as Dan informs them that the man is in the hospital and making a recovery, he is served coffee by Midge, the waitress, who was actually one of the townspeople who set George on fire. She flicked the match. She said, Stan a Riverdale." <laughs> Wait, different thing. <laughs> um, that that night, an intoxicated fisherman stumbles around the docks, muttering to himself, which must have been pissing off the locals, because he is immediately murdered by another mob of townspeople. Legit, this scene goes on for five minutes. I watched it off of Tubi. It was pitch black. Uh, once again, they record the events with their cameras uh, for the scrapbook. Death number one: drunk dude. He wanted a stiff, tall one, and they turned him into a stiff, tall one. <laughs> <laughs> he's dead. Later on, Sheriff Dan stops by the mortician's office to talk to Dobbs about the guy in the hospital. Jimmy, who we saw earlier, taking pictures of the <laughs> drunk fisherman while he's being murdered, tells Dobbs that the sheriff uh, wants to chat, and Dobbs uses his opportunity to sell Jimmy down the river as the town's local weed guy. Oh, my God. He's like, my... Uh- words of a guy that works with me Jimmy, uh, his assistant ma- jimmy may be smoking spliffs and currently has them hidden in the room and he's just like Whoa. yeah like underneath the cadaver he's like i won't tell him jimmy as fucking sheriff dan's like right outside the door hearing everything before dobbs and the sheriff can get too deep in conversation he is called away again uh, because the body of the drunk fisherman has been found yar the next day Sheriff Dan asked the hotel proprietor, Ben. This was weird. This local hotel, if any guests have disappeared. The lawman is then shown George's room because Ben's like, oh yeah i got this guy that's right yeah totally ben's a fucking space cadet homie dude for real so they're like going through and like sheriff dan is not subtle he is fucking up this guy's room and he's like all this shit i don't even know his fucking name there's like pictures of st louis and stuff he's just throwing around he's got like a picture with nelly and clown Vest and shit ben's like i bet i know who knows this name yo why oh she's been by he's like what he's like yeah janice stopped by and talked to this man he visited her yesterday uh dan was like "Hmm, I, I hope should, nobody's porking my wife nobody's giving her a st louis pork steak i should check into this thanks ben so he goes home and starts grilling janet not in a fun way she's like you know what yeah i remember talking to him i was gonna buy some photography equipment for the school where she teaches Dan's the teacher like, walks at a school i guess that makes sense that checks out Dan's like, all right. So as he's out and about, he's like stopping to get some gas. And the local principal, Mr. Haskell, stops by. And he's like, he he's Eddie's dad. He's the like, record. hey, did you buy some uh, equipment for the school? I don't this know what the dead fuck you talking about. He's like, fucking shut up, Dan. And I didn't buy shit. School's on tight budget. Piss off. I'll eat your bed. So Sheriff Dan's like, hmm, that's weird. Uh, but at the hospital now, George, who awakes, but is fully covered in bandages. It's Freddy. His name's Freddy. Are you telling me he's burned up like a weenie and his name is Fred? (laughs) (laughs) Freddy George is awake, but only his left eye and mouth are not charred. Straight up Salsa's Von Mummy. Uh, uh, Sheriff Dan shows up, and he's like, "Mm, I'm going to talk to the doctor here because I can't uh, ask this guy any questions. The doctor's like, yeah, his lips are all kind of burnt. He's not really talking (laughs) So they speak in the hallway. When we see the same woman from the beach, known as Lisa, now uh, dressed, nurse sugar tits. She's dressed in a white nurse's uniform, sneaks into George Freddy's room, and damn, dude, kills him with a hypodermic needle into the eye. Not unlike Doctor Mixture from Halloween Two, Death Number Two, Freddy. Hey, Cincinnati Jeff, where did he die? The hospital. Hospital. Drank. Oh, you got a drink, Buffalo? <laughs> Just Buffalo yourself, dude. <laughs> I'll get to it. Um, man, what a great scene! This this looks so good. And 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 I'm gonna get to it later. But he's having. Uh, Freddie's like, oh my god! Oh. I gotta say, up to this point, uh, Gary Sherman has really brought it on this movie. Like, well, you know who did special effects for this? Uh, I I, I do. I have that later i do okay it is hold on let me look it up right here i'm a note he did iron man he did the monster squad stan winston it's stanley motherfucking Winston. Mm -hmm. and you. he does and we'll talk about it i i've got a bit about it later a little piece about it but man like the these scenes so far especially with george freddy here freddy george so that's a uh, that's a puppet yeah they are so good, and they look fantastic. And that needle eye thing looks... Sinks it all the way. Because Nurse uh, Sugar Tits comes in, and she's like, Hey, Freddie, remember me? He's like, oh, I don't want And it's like, I'm going to give you something. You know what? And fuck everybody from Potter's Blood, because they say it in a real nice way. They do. I don't think they mean it. I think they're being facetious. <laughs> they are fucking cunts about it, for sure. UK cunt! All um, right. So, uh, as George dies... Uh, The fucking uh, doctor and fucking Sheriff Dan are like, what the fuck's going on? So they run back in the room. Fucking George just fucking needle in the eye and like nobody seemed to notice that Lisa was there. She escaped somehow later at George's graveside because they bury him there in Potter's Bluff. Yeah, uh, the coroner shows up and is angry at Dan that he was not allowed to. Work on the body He's like You just buried a fresh body Didn't let me to work my magic Yeah Dobbs is coming off Like a real fucking sociopath He's really sticking into it He sounds like a selfish prick He's like I'm gonna have to dig him back up And work on him And god damn it I gotta be at the fucking chocolate factory In like an hour (laughs) I gotta do fat cocoa rails With my coke fangs (laughs) Or uh, claws And see fucking midgets Singing and dancing I gotta I gotta see some fat kid Get sucked in a fucking pipe (laughs) Chocolate pipe. So later that night, before Janet leaves for her PTA meeting and gives Sheriff Dan a spiel about how he's going to have to fucking cook his own dinner. It's all shook up. It's going to be uh beef stroking off. <clears throat> or uh, like clam chowder. Yeah, she's like, hey, here's some fucking film. He hands her a 16 millimeter roll of film. She's like, the student shot this for a class project. I need you to drop it off and get developed. Dan's like, oh, "Okay, I, I do it. And then he starts freaking out, and ha <laughs> ha, Dan's a pussy baby all it up because of murder. <laughs> murder in my town. Pussy. Meanwhile, across town, a family of three stops at the diner to ask for directions. And Midge, uh, which uh, we talked about earlier. She looks like a Midge. Refers them to Freddie, a gas station attendant who is eating dinner in the diner, and happens to resemble perfectly the burn victim from earlier, George Lamone. Oh, Freddy's a, gla- a gas clerk now. I guess that means I have to take him off the list. But he's a perfect condition. He's not. He's not murdered in Murdered. He's, birth he's more. refurbished. <laughs> There's no needle in his eye. Almost as good. As the family drives away through the fog per their just per their directions, an unidentified creature runs in front of the car and a, it's dad, a honky. dad swerves and he crashes. They're like shit fuck what are we gonna do so they go to a nearby <laughs> house kid for fucking help fucking brains and stuff he's like i want ask for daddy yeah. it's like shut the fuck up kid get in the trunk so they go to the house for help because they're like hey my kid's a little hurt from this accident i kind of kind of oh the you mean they post. break into a fucking house dude and mom's like somebody's got to be here i saw a light dad's like this fucking thing is covered in 30 years of dust no one lives here and she's just like, like his wife's a vagina he's like no go into the basement they're just changing the fucking fuses he's like Yeah, okay, I guess. He goes down to the basement to get beer. (laughs) Well, What movie is that from? Which is, uh, the house is seemingly deserted, and then all of a sudden, the family is surrounded by townspeople who are fucking kicking in windows and doors and breaking the fuck I love this shit because as they're, well, what I could see from the pitch black movie, they're walking through this dark house, and then like the window, you can see a silhouette of somebody jet by. Yeah, so like one of the local guys, like, busts in a boarded up window and he's fucking holding the meat cleaver. And then, like, out comes people from like closets and shit. Like, they're just coming out of the woodwork. Literally coming out of the woodwork. And what do they say, Cincinnati Jeff? Welcome to Potter's Bluff! <laughs> now, see, when they say it, I don't really think they mean it. I think they're being facetious. The couple and their young son escape from the second floor. Uh, but as they drive away, a woman in the back seat. Always sits up out of fucking nowhere seat. and grabs the child. Yeah, how does this work? So do they kick the mom out or what's happened? It was really dark. It's, and you've seen this before. You know what's going on. All My right, memory's so, not great. All right, so they fight off this woman who's trying to grab their son. And as they're fighting her off, they rip her hair off. And it reveals that, like, her entire fucking scalp is just, like, covered in stitches. Holy shit. I thought you were going to say she's She a- is then thrown from the car as it speeds off. I thought you were going to say she's a ball head hoe. <laughs> Nappy headed hoe. <laughs> Meanwhile, driving the deserted streets of town, Sheriff Dan is startled as the family's car races past. And he's like, what the fuck? Yeah, he ain't playing. But he's distracted, and he accidentally hits a pedestrian. As one does. Sheriff Dan gets out to investigate... As the pedestrian stands up, but he's missing an arm. He's unarmed. It's still it's still moving and stuck to the fucking sheriff's grill. Do they, The man's like, mm, I'll take this. Rips it up the fucking grill. And sees he, that it's Dan and is just like... Does he clobber him with it? No, he's just like, fuck it. I'm out of here. And he just runs off fucking, you know, sans arm, but in his hand. Ooh, like medieval when Sir Daniel Forsky would rip his arm off and use it like a weapon. Exactly. And he's fucking hopping fences. Dan's like... Well, that's not normal. So he chases after him, but Sheriff Dan loses him. The sheriff then rushes home to get some ammunition because he's like, "Well, shit's fucked up. People are losing arms, but they're running around like it's not a problem." Uh, <laughs> as he's looking for his fucking bullets, now is he trying to shoot an uh. unarmed man? <laughs> 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 okay, okay. <laughs> <Hi-oh>. <laughs> I'll take that. It wasn't me. What's the one armed man? <laughs> self-deprecating humor is the best (laughs) uh he's like hey janet where the fuck's my shells and she's like oh did you go to the beach and macaroni and she's like he's like no my fucking bullets and then as he's looking for him he pulls out a book on witchcraft and voodoo and like a fucking big ass like voodoo style knife and a book bound in human flesh written in human blood this is my kind (laughs) of lady he's like janet is she a witchy woman what the fuck's up with this book she's like oh it's for class i gave a lecture to my students on witchcraft this ain't college these are like fucking third graders it's like janet this is the early damn it, 80s. Janet! <laughs> and this is like you know small town maine kind of shit like we 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 don't even teach kids about george washington carver we're not <sighs> damn sure not gonna talk about no fucking witchcraft uh you know what yeah if this is new england new england clam chowder this is kind of in the salem zone yeah whatever moving on let them right so the movie. Uh, she he's like reluctantly like fine whatever so the next day sheriff dan goes and drops off the film that he's been holding all day that he finally fucking gets to his chores and the storekeeper ernie is like i'll take it and dan's like don't let anyone else pick this up but moi i don't care who walks through the fucking door And then he checks on it for the 50th time, and then a picture of Rebecca Chambers shows up in her basketball jersey. (laughs) (laughs) And he's like, all right, dude, you got to fucking chill. Uh, So later, the sheriff gets a phone call from a tow truck driver, Harry, aka Mr. Robert E. Bubby. Mr. Bubby! But no, no, no. he's like, hey, I pulled this car from the ocean, and it just happens to be the same station wagon that we saw the family of three driving off earlier. All right. So we have. He's like, "Uh, but the car's empty, except for this child's toy. So I'll say it. Death number three, four, five. Mummy, daddy, and dead ass little Randy. Because I think that was his kid's name. Whatever. Who gives a shit? I like. I uh, you... I have it. I have it. It is little boner tits, Jimmy. Yeah, like I said, little dead ass Jimmy. Fuck him and feed him fish heads. <laughs> mummy, mummy, and daddy. <laughs> I didn't fall asleep during this part of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> I work a full-time job. I get sleepy sometimes. Uh, So Dan's like, all right, that's cool. Uh, But before he heads out, he's like, I need to investigate the damage to my car from last night. And he's like out scraping fucking like pieces of dead skin off the fucking ground. Oh, I love what the doctor says. And he's like, I'm going to send this to the doctor to analyze it. The doctor's like, yeah, okay, check it out. Uh, Then suddenly the hotel proprietor, Ben, busts into the police station. He's like, Dan. I saw that George Lamone, but he's now called Freddie and he's at the gas station pumping fucking gas. It's obviously his twin brother. And it's like, uh, yeah, like it's just the guy that looks like him. It's like, this is a fucking small ass town dude, to like eight people, right? And all of a sudden fucking. Welcome to each, Potter's Block. Yeah, fucking Captain Toasted Ravioli shows up and it just happened to have another guy that looks like him. I don't think so. So T-Raps, because he's, he's from like, St. take Louis. your fucking wife, Janet, over there and see if you can identify him. Dan's like, that sounds like good police work. I will do that, Ben, the hotel proprietor. Who do you think is more incompetent, the Haddonfield Police Department or fucking Sheriff Dan? Oh, dude, Dan, Dr. Loomis. (laughs) Michael, did he kill again? Did he kill again? Again? Rogaine? Did he kill Rogaine? Where's my Denty (laughs) Moron podcast? Sorry. (laughs) So Ben's like, uh, or Dan's like, yeah, that's, that's a good idea. That's fine. That's fine. So he's like, mm, let me go over and visit Janet at her school. And fucking, you know, bombard her secretly. So he's like, all right. So he pulls her to the school, says hi to some kids. And he walks in, but he listens on to Janet's lecture, explaining about the voodoo and explains the walking dead, closely imitating these living but completely at their will of their master bodies who maintains control by hiding the person's heart. One of her students, though, happens to be jamie the same little boy we saw earlier with his parents with a toy airplane who died (laughs) when the fucking station wagon crashed into the ocean from the previous night station wagons are my favorite dan's like "Mm, things seem weird here as you're giving these lectures on witchcraft and voodoo to these eight-year-olds and she scares the shit out of that kid and it's hilarious and she's looking super fucking hot while doing so she is a smoke show So Dan's like, "Mm, let me talk to this bitch. So she starts to grill his wife. Why, Principal Haskell. (laughs) On the desk in front of the children. (laughs) Like, hey, your principal uh, didn't know anything about this photography equipment you were buying. And she's like, dude, (gasps) it was a fucking surprise gift the PTA was going to pay for. And he's like, that makes sense. And they pull to the fucking gas station, per Ben's suggestion. But Janet doesn't seem to recognize this Freddy guy. But Dan happens to know his name he's like oh hey Freddie." Uh, don't get me wrong ben said it earlier but it just seems he's a little too casual with it like he knows him i didn't like it but across town now i don't trust like that we get this young female hitchhiker chance yeah who accepts a ride into potter's bluff which i love this right she's like hey I'm hitchhiking. Guy in the truck, thanks for the ride. He's like, Yeah, I'm going to Potter's Bluff. It's almost get like in. The fog. But, but her, not. his fucking back windshield completely busted out. out. Completely busted out. Don't ask questions. No red flag here. He's like, Hey, get in. Turns out, though, it's actually the recently murdered fisherman. Oh, what? Yeah. And he's like, Before we get to fucking Potter's Bluff, I got to stop here so we're keeping a boat. Got to check on boat. So. You stop, and he's like, all right, before I get to my boat, I got to get something out of the glove box. And he pulls out a camaria. Yeah, this fucking camera is super weird. And he's like, snapshot, snapshot of her. And then all of a sudden, she turns. talents folk, pull her from the fucking truck, beat her to death, crush her fucking head with a rock. Uh, So I got to jump in real quick. I know we were talking like that that horror movie list and shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, the remake prequel sequel of The Town That Dreaded Sundown was really good that is good right i like when the two gay guys are like uh, it's a requel oh fuck it is he's like so how does this work do i suck your dick or do you You suck suck my dick you you go when does the trombone come into play (laughs) trombone or am i right be sure to empty that spit valve (laughs) okay at this point this movie is this as bad as a friday the 13th because they are just introducing characters to kill them off. so death number six chance Chance the rapper, huh, more like Chance the rocker, because she gets her head caved in. Am I right? By a rock. By a. I, you know, I worked really hard on that. I, she didn't look like she was from my rock. I was rock hard when I was thinking about her. <laughs> All right. So she gets her head caved in, crushed by the townspeople. And then now we cut to the funeral home where Dobbs. Man, and this is such a good scene. Oh, Stan Winston, you're killing it, buddy. He's like, you're killing it. She's like laid out on the fucking slab. and he's Just like, the way I like him. Oh. Like, and it's a great lingering camera shot of her fucking face all caved in. Yo, they do like the old fucking werewolf transition transformation. But shit by they do dad. it in reverse. Like, he cuts all her skin away. And we get down to the skull. and he's Well, like, her head's fucking like, she has two facelifts. She's yeah. like, So he's like slowly rebuilding her fucking, like, her skull. And then, like, he puts this putty on for the for the base and then like he puts fake skin over it oh, and then yeah. like we get this great shot where like the side of her face that wasn't crushed in it's got her eye and he's like checking it empty out empty socket then he fucking well he, that's when they move over to the other one and like he opens it up and it's an empty fucking socket he puts, puts, puts a fucking eye in you're there. a putts and man, it's just, it's so good. You it's can so barely see the good. transfer of when they use the real body. 1981. That's so he fucking impressive. puts the fake guy in and like fixes up the corpse. And then he steps out. And then all of a sudden somebody out of the shadows walks up, kind of puts their hand on her and she sits up back to life. No problem. Looks her at the camera and it's like, damn, it's actually, it's Hightower. It's uh Hightower. It's not Hightower. He, it's fucking Hightower is currently in the Academy. He puts his hand on her chest and goes, yummy, 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 yum. And comes back. That's that's High Tower. Hey, loco, hey loco, hey loco. For loco, for loco, for loco. <laughs> <laughs> Matalo! Now, elsewhere, the good doctor, um, the good regular doctor, right? Not the fucking Dobbs, calls Dan back and he's like, hey, come over and check this shit out. Shit's fucked up your he's jack like, right. links are beat. so dan shows up and he's like uh this flash that you gave me from your car's grill has been dead for at least three or four months how many dan's months like three or four. Oh, three or four dan's like that you sure you didn't fuck up i like That's he's like, like- well, what if he was, like, changing your fucking shit and He's scraped like, off yeah, some meats? Maybe so-and-so was fucking uh, changing your oil and actually scraped your shit off. He's like, dead cells? That doesn't make no fucking sense. And also, I, I, I'm not a mechanic, but I know you don't change the oil through the fender. Through the, the grill? Yeah. So the doc's like, Wait, did I, I ever, guess I'll look at it again. Did I ever tell you my food truck idea? Drive around and, like, sell grilled cheese and all up in your grill? I think that's already an idea. It is now. I think it's already won. Uh, What would NPR say? NPR would say that uh, after this, uh, we're going to take a short break, and we want to make sure that you understand that this is a public radio. And so we have a sponsor that we definitely want to plug, okay? It's Charlie's Microscopes, okay? So Charlie's Microscopes, if you've got something that you need to look at closely, call Charlie. And now back to the movie. So the doctor is like, "I'm gonna need to check this shit under my microscope," and he's looking at shit. He uses some acid for some reason. I'm not quite sure why. Um, But then he, you know, it's not really how science works. But he's like, "Ah, you know what? These are dead, yeah, science, bitch." Uh, And then he's looking at the fucking townsfolk. Show up, uh, which includes Ernie and Harry, the fisherman, and Midge, the waitress, and Nurse Lisa, and the female hitchhiker, and they Stop. fucking hold him down and shove these tubes from the acid machine up his fucking nose. He's and having a bad time. Melt his fucking brain from the inside. Death number seven, Doc. <laughs> Back in the 70s, he'd pop on the blacklight and listen to us Pink Floyd. Dude was a real acid head. <laughs> The death is cool, but the effect is not. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's bladders, and it it doesn't look so great. No. Anyway, so now uh, the following morning, um, the sheriff, who's hanging out at his office, um, and Dob shows up, and he's frantic, and he's like, uh, "Hey, you know that uh, young hitchhiker, Chance? Yeah, her body's missing. I want to report a crime. Something's been <laughs> stolen." He's like, "What?" He's like, "A body. A body." yes yes he's like okay um he's like i don't tell anyone because this might ruin my reputation (laughs) dan's like um you sure because it kind of feels important as i'm the only cop in town dobbs is like well you know janet came by a few times and maybe she had something to do with it fuck fucked him. and then uh sheriff dan's like Maybe he knows something about voodoo. Why would Janet stop by? The voodoo he do? So a short time later, Dan learns that the St. Louis police, who love their toasted raviolis and their pork steaks, have identified George LeMond. And racial profiling. (laughs) And they're like, hey, we want the body. You're a fucking small town cop. Send that shit to us. And uh, Dan's like, all right, we're going to dig it back up now. So they go to the cemetery, and Dan gets tired of waiting for Dobbs because he's like, we've well, we got to wait for the mortician. And he's like, no. So the local grave digger Sam, he's like, hey, fuck Dobbs. Dig this shit up. If a cop says it's okay to dig a body up, you fucking do it. Fun fact, where I uh, live in Troy, we randomly have a graveyard in our neighborhood. Yeah, you do. What the fuck is that? It's the Reed graveyard, isn't it? Yes. And why I haven't gone grave digging, I don't know. I like how Sam, he's got like all these like digging equipment with him, and then he's using this pickaxe. Like a pickaxe is meant to dig up. Like to loosen to the dirt, disturb the earth, but like this is a fresh fucking grave. Like you're good. Like he's just he's doing no work. It's just really lazy fucking grave digging on his part. Well, Sam's not really. Uh, uh fucking Danny is not really helping. until like he gets about halfway. He's like, oh fuck, give me the goddamn shovel. Yeah. So Sam digs it up and he fucking like uses this little like lever pulley system to fucking pull out the uh the 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 casket while Dan is like hey hold on a second don't open anything up and we'll be right back goes to the funeral home decides to search the funeral home looking for Dobbs because they're like where the fuck is this guy but he cannot find him who as sheriff dan leaves he turns out he's resting in one of the corpse drawers and Like, all right well that's a little weird i guess i missed that part so they go back to the gravesite and dan's like open the casket sam's like nah dan's like Give me the fucking pickaxe. I'll do it my fucking self. Fuck Dobbs. Well, he mentions like this casket's very light. He's like, this is too light to have a fucking body in it. It's clearly missing. So they open it up and all they find is a fucking wadded up sweater, which fucking Dan like holds in his fucking hand and like slowly unravels like a Christmas present. Turns out it's just got a heart inside. A human heart. My goodness. Hey, on a side note. What the fuck was up with picture-in-picture picture back in the day? Like, why was that a technological advancement? Like, Man. I can watch a tiny picture in the corner of my picture? What I, the fuck? And I had one, too, dude. Everybody had one, and it was a big deal. I bought this big-ass Memorex TV. It was 36 probably, inches. It was, like, probably the biggest weights, like, glass TV 70 you could get. Pounds. And uh, I, gave it to, I gave it to Nutsack, who had it for years. But it had picture-in-picture in, picture in it, and it was the funniest fucking thing. Why was that, like... And people were like, yeah, I can watch the game while I watch the blunt. How about split screen, dude? I mean, that's what people do now, dude. They fucking watch a movie with their fucking phone in their hand. It's not not much different. That's a callback from page one. There you go. <laughs> uh, so uh, at the police station, Dan's like, hey, Betty, his secretary receptionist. She's assistant, fun. She's he's fun. like, contact the state police in Rhode Island and check for any criminal record or arrest record or background information on Dobbs. Mm-hmm. And, and she's get, like crazy ass fucking typing on the telefax. She was like a sonographer kind of shit. So Dan's like, I'm gonna go outside and wait. And the doctor, who has been reanimated now, by the way, approaches Dan and he's like, Um, is there any possible way to raise and control the recently Ted the doctor's like, What? He's no. like, Ever American fellow, what I'm a fucking doctor. That's stupid. He says, damn it, Dan, I'm not a voodoo priestess. I'm a doctor. (laughs) He's like, all right, well, I guess that's dumb. So he's like, I better return to the station. And Betty's like, hey, got some info on the Telefax for you. Let me jump in real quick. Go ahead. People are really bad at staying dead in this movie. So my kills are way fucked. All over the place. Very good. So he's like, hey, check out this Telefax. The F- Dobbs, formerly Dr. Dobbs, the chief pathologist for over 30 years in Providence, Rhode Island, until he was dismissed from his job on October 10th, 1969, when he was discovered performing unauthorized autopsies on dead bodies in the city morgue. What year? 1969. 69, dude! The old love number. You think he was 69 with them corpses, though? Yes. Real talk. Yeah. Dobbs be uh doinking them deads. Dobbs escaped prosecution by a grand jury um, on November 30th and but he had his doctor's credentials removed from the RI Medical Society and he left Rhode Island shortly thereafter and settled in Potter's Bluff, Maine. In, in Amity and then Potter's Bluff. <laughs> Welcome to Potter's Bluff! Following year in the spring of 1970 is when he first appeared in Potter's Bluff. Mm-hmm. Dan's like hmm, well I wonder what Dobbs has been doing most of the time in this town for the past 10 years. So Dan's like, where do i do where do i go i'm kind of stuck and betty's like well ernie called and the film's been developed you should pick that up oh you mean the student film which is right so, so dan's good. like great idea betty i'll go pick that up so he goes and picks it up from ernie who's hiding a decomposing hand by the way because it turns out he's a reanimated cadaver as well what? dan goes home and he watches the film alone He goes and pulls out this like old fucking like reel like sixty millimeter reel, but also as you notice in the closet is a bunch of the recording equipment that we see from several of the murders. We don't see Janet at any of these murders. Well, also a couple of these roles, it's uh, swimming with the family, barbecuing with the family, (laughs) hanging out with the family, cutting grass with the family, uh, kicking in S D L with the family. (laughs) Ooh, that's a sinister reference, listeners. So, in the film, Dan watches an unknown manter, manter. A man enter the house and then he enters and he his sees wife. a woman a footage <laughs> having sex with this man uh, in the bedroom as like several people are like, you know what? filming from the outside. Let's do this again. I will provide the porno music, okay. So Dan watches this film of this woman having sex with this man, and as he's about to come inside her, he gets stabbed in the back several times, as a bunch of townspeople enter the scene, again, coming out of the literal fucking woodwork, like coming out of the walls and fucking closets and shit. Welcome to Potter's Bluff! And uh, they roll the fucking man over, and it's his wife Janet that was having sex with him, and she was the one that stabbed him. So you're telling me this porno turned into a snuff flick? Mm-hmm yep and dan's like damn that's no good and then in the film we see dobbs standing there watching the fucking whole thing unfold dan then races to the funeral home where dobbs is screening films of all the recent murders plus some past murders this is pretty cool it's like the equivalent of having several tvs blasting shit but they didn't have tvs in the 80s yeah it's like they're like on the walls and shit but are they on the windows and the walls till the sweat drips down my balls and all these bitches crawl. Dobbs is like, I'll skeet skeet motherfucker. <laughs> Sorry. We're <I'm laughs> back. It's like, You're you trying got me. So hard. You got me, Sheriff Dan. Uh, Janet finally is one of my uh, zombies. She's dead. And she was the first reanimated cadaver I'd ever brought back to life. And this happened before you arrived in Potter's Bluff 10 years ago. He does she's the, my greatest creation. He does the James Bond reveal. But he will not reveal his secret method to reanimating the corpses, despite Dan's threats to shoot him. Janet then arrives, acting as if nothing is amiss, and continues to talk about how Dan's going to have to eat lunch or dinner by himself while she goes to PTA meetings. Yeah, eating uh, stroganoff. And Dobbs stroganoff. like, look, the dead only have memories that I give them. And Dan begins to then kind of wrestle with Janet as part of her fucking ear and skin falls off. Yeah like in her hand and like he shoots her a couple times and like she still doesn't kind of fucking ring with it like you know what's going on and then all of a sudden she's like uh she kind of looks around she's fucking so badly she damaged she gets knocked out she like comes to and she's like oh my god oh, I Dan, can't I'm possibly be alive you should probably bury me Dan I'm dead bury me please what's that shit in Harry Potter where they steal memories out of motherfuckers well are of two different things like they do obliviate where they erase the memories or it's like when they take the um Harry Potter, how many times you flashy thing me? How many times <laughs> you flashy thing me, Harry Potter? When they use the yeah, they, they put their uh, uh wand to their scalp and remove like the little silver slivers of memory and, and, and put it into this like big basin. Yo, so that's is that like drawing a, a blank a on what it's called. Fucking wizard lobotomy. I don't <laughs> No, because you still remember but it's you put it there just in case you forget it. Oh like Like an SD card. Like a copy. Mm -hmm. Okay. So Janet's like, uh, I'm dead, Dan, and you should probably bury me. And as all this is going on through the carfuffle, Dan shoots Dobbs as well, and then follows Janet to the graveyard where she uh, climbs into George's open grave. This is kind of hot. And drops herself in. And Dan's like, I'm going to bury you. And it's just that he loves her. And she's like burying her with his dead ass hands. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, at the funeral home, the fatally wounded Dobbs brings himself back to life, plays some jazz music on his record player, and then like puts all kinds of fucking makeup on himself and then embalms himself as one does before falling dead. Outside of the cemetery, the townsfolk zombies in their various stages of disrepair show up and uh before we get to this Dobbs had mentioned how he has to fix people as as they constantly go by. Yeah, touch-ups. Yeah and dan is surrounded by everyone and they begin to offer their condolences on janet being dead and buried it is here that dan is shocked to realize that everyone is involved including the doctor betty midge ernie phil harry george nurse lisa all of whom are strangely not attacking him by the way Hmm. dan flees from the cemetery and returns to the morgue where dobbs is seemingly fucking alive and awake and waiting for him and dobbs tells dan that there is one more thing he needs to know Dob turns the sheriff's attention to one of the screens playing the murders and it turns out it's actually the rest of the film that Dan saw earlier and it was having sex with a man that man turns out to be Dan who was the one that was stabbed and killed in the back in the final shot. Sheriff Dan realizes that he's actually been dead the whole time and he looks at his hands that he used to bury Janet and they are just fucking cracked and decomposing and got bones showing through Dobbs offers Dan to fix his damaged hands and that's when the film comes to a freeze frame and we close the end what do you think about that reveal man did you see that coming I mean first time I was I, I didn't I Suspension I did the first time. Nah. Also, well, why would you do that? I guess if you're like a thousand year old witch doctor, or whatever, you get bored, so you have to set up your own little puppet shows in town, kind of shit. Maybe. Well, no, because it seems like Dobbs didn't die until recently, because he's like the only old person in town. Yeah, valid point. So, uh, let's move on to the kill count. Do you kids want to see a dead body? So, it's hard to it's hard to say here. Technically, we've got eight kills, three of them off screen. Yeah, the familia. First one, and uh, they're the first two are out of order in a sense. Number one, George beaten and burned before being stabbed in the eye with a needle. Yeah. Number two. Uh, actually, he, oh, before, okay. Number, I think the Neil was the needle. Technically, the he would have been the second one. Ha! Uh-huh. Number two, drunk fisherman, throat slashed. Yep. Number three, four, and five, mom, dad, and Jimmy drowned off screen. Yep. Number six, chance, head crushed with a rock. Chance, number, squashed. Number seven was the doctor whose brains are melted with acid. Acid head. Number eight, Dobbs, shot by Sheriff Dan. Body by Dobbs, I don't know. what the So, Nachos, what was your uh, favorite death in this? Buddy, are you for real? It's the needle in the eye. That's, that's so savage that mm. that gets everybody. So and it looks uh, good. Atomic Scarecrow is supposed to be on the episode, but he uh, is a silly bitch and cares for his family and well-being. <laughs> but uh, that's what he said. He said that was that was the criminal. And if he has a problem with that, I will fist fight in his front yard with no pants on. We have the same one. I I have George as well. Oh, my God. I mean, George me... Freddie. Freddy George, the shittiest goddamn photographer in St. Louis. <laughs> All right, are you ready for Stuff You Should Know? No yeah. Reason. What seems to be your boggle? My boggle? Director Gary Sherman originally intended this movie to be a dark comedy. You can kind of see it. Stan Winston's special effects went beyond creating gore for the film. The figure in the full-body cast lying in George Lemon's hospital bed was a mechanical dummy built by Winston, The lifelike detail and elaborate movements the dummy was rigged to make gives the appearance that it was a real-life person and makes the infamous needle eye stab all that more startling. And, man, does it look good. (laughs) (laughs) Is that Ghostface? With his dick out. With his drippy dick. Stabbing his dick. Man, you just draw some crazy shit. (laughs) Uh, Writer-producer Ronald Shussett described the impact of the reconstruction scene. We see a woman's face being reconstructed by the mad doctor. We see an empty eye socket, and then we see him put in an eyeball. In a moment, she sits up, blinks, and turns around. It's obvious. She is not a dummy, nor did she have a glass eye. The effect is startling because of the way it's been filmed. It's impossible to tell how it was done. I know. Actually, Stan made a very elaborate dummy from a girl from, of the girl from a new, very fleshy material that they had at the time. In fact, we were often fooled when we came into the room as it was, we weren't sure whether it was a dummy under those sheets or not. Anyway, we used that dummy, and without a dissolve, we made a switch to the real girl. For the briefest moment, the doctor lifts his elbow to get something mm-hmm. and covers the audience's view of the girl on the table. But they are so interested in what he's doing that you don't even notice for a few seconds that they are not able to see the girl. In that period of time, we move the dummy just out of the camera range and substitute the real person. If you think that sort of thing is easy to do, I can tell you it's not. We shot that scene 17 times to get it right, which is, again, really hard to see because it happens like that. Which is 16 more times than we recorded this episode. (laughs) And the best part is like... When Grandpa Joe's looking down on her, he's got these big-ass Coke bottle glasses that are very reflective, so you're yeah. almost kind of looking for it there, but the body never moves in that reflection. You it's know, in that subtle elbow thing. You know what they could have done? They could have done the reflective tape on the glasses, like what they do for cosplay, for and probably not. Moving on. Uh, during filming, director Gary Sherman purposely avoided letting the color red be visible in any scene, which was neat, because I didn't think about this until until I read this. Is it neat, or is it neat? Neat! So the sight of blood during the murder sequences would be all that more shocking. Sherman once uh, even went as far as to have the tail lights of vehicles replaced with purple lights instead of the normal red. No shit. Mm-hmm. Were we talking about Sherman Hensley on this or the dead shit? Uh the yeah, the, we talked about Sherman Hensley on the uh, on the crap we we had to re-record. The gold. Amen. Love that show. And two two seven. We were talking about how we're big fans of nineteen uh, eighties black sitcoms. Well, it came from because Archie Bunker is such a racist piece of shit, and he, he's Which like... Which is the prequel to The Jeffersons. Oh, okay. Pretty well. Uh, due to child labor laws, the filmmakers could not get permission to use the boys who played Jamie at night. I knew that. Because the kid's entire part took place at night, a huge tent was constructed that completely covered the family car and the haunted house, making it look like it was filmed at nighttime, but really it was underneath it. To properly ventilate inside the tent so that the cast and crew could breathe, fans were set up, but they made so much noise. Everything had to be 80 yards. The live sound was re-recorded during filming uh, as that aud- uh, audio was unusable, uh, so all the scenes had to be dubbed by the actors and actresses in post-production, which is why you can see Nancy Locke's mouth frequently moving when she's not talking. Oh, you're worried about what a woman's mouth is doing? <laughs> Now it's time for our final thoughts, our final cuts, what you liked, what you didn't like. Well, what do you know? I asked for final cut, and I got it. <laughs> all right, buddy. You first. Uh, all right. Well, a lot of this movie is wandering around in the dark, which is kind of a bummer. Um, I don't know. Atmosphere is the word you mentioned earlier. Uh no, nah, I'll just break it down. I have cool notes and shit. The music doesn't really stand out. Uh the pacing is whack. But this movie is still really fun. Uh, the story is what keeps you entertained. The characters are fun. Plus gore boobs and a neat twist. Uh when this movie isn't snooping around in the pitch black and just burning through minutes of just wandering around, it's really fun. It's really fun. Um it's a it's a good time. I give this six crappy St. Louis photographers out of 10. Oh, interesting. What do you okay. think, bud? Uh, so I really enjoyed this movie. Uh, like, here's what I'd like to describe it as. Sure. Because of the twist ending, it's like a really long episode of Tales, Tales from the, from the Crypt. Tales the Crypt, yeah. Mm-hmm. Or Twilight Zone. And that's probably the best description you could make of it. It's slow, but it's fun. And it really is. And uh, definitely worth a rewatch when you figure out what the fuck is going on. It hits a little different. It does. It and does. You, and also, uh, I'm sorry, I know I jumped. You're good. It, It's a classic you talk, I talk over you. Uh, Dobbs the whole time is just like, hey, you fucking idiot, did you figure it out yet? Did oh, you so figure many it out yet? Hints? Hint? He's <laughs> to telling you, dude. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Sit, sit ADJ. The, the one thing that uh, really detracts is that some of the special effects are I great. I mean, they're all over the place, like the needle in the eye scene or the dead girl coming oh, back to life. Yeah. They look fucking awesome. I mean, they look really good. They, they worked really, really they, hard at that, that time. 1981. Yeah. But when the doctor, like the dummy for the doctor that gets his brain mm-hmm. melted, like they hold that down. It's clearly a fucking like, it's because m- it doesn't look right in the Classic mannequin. It's his whole fucking face looks stupid. It's, it's like they ran out of budget or something. It's so weird. Like I that that part just really took me out of the film because it's not even like a oh I can I can forgive it because of when it is, but it, I can't because you've done so well with some of the other scenes. This this should have been easy, no problem. But it, all right, it wasn't. hot dog. Now would you rather take a practical effect or some horrid nineteen ninety five CG? Oh, practical all day, and that's that's what I'm trying to get to because okay, I'm giving this an an eight shitty photographers from st louis out of 10 because the practical effects up until that one scene are so good with the girl and the fucking needle in the eye the needle in the eye thing is what got it you know also uh what sold me on this on the uh, it got it got the video nasty list because of that scene them titties. (laughs) titties god damn but it's like guys you did so well with your practical effects and again 1981 like I don't understand why movies now can't do these kind of practical effects with technology. They won't. They'd rather do really bad CG like H2O and Michael's Mask. It's it's so funny because like those kind of special effects cost millions of dollars for 13 seconds of film when you could just pay a special effects guy. He had his nose in his ass. To do it. Oh, the dogs did? Oh, yeah. Like, you know, they can do it. Yeah, you can do this in in an hour's time and it cost a million dollars. But, why not just do the practical stuff? It's so much better. It looks great on fucking film. Like, why not you know what? show that? If you got the people that know what the fuck they're doing, like, I wouldn't necessarily uh, spend the thousand bucks for trauma because uh, you're going to get some bad stuff. Well, that's... Their their budgets aren't very big. And I'm not going to say that they have the best special effects guys. They have fun special effects guys. You're not wrong. It's like the same guys that probably do special effects for, for gore. And I ain't mad at it. Valid point. Like, I know that that giant drum monster is not really eating him. but What? I, I enjoy it. Well, fuck me. I thought everybody was a variant after that point. Hey, Whatever. I definitely say that this is a I, video nasty that deserves a watch. I give it eight. You gave it six. Um, Let's split the difference and call it seven for the show. Yep. You know what? Uh, recommend this movie. Fuck yeah. Definitely. If you've never seen this well like, uh, probably watch this movie before you listen to this episode as not just my world at the end of the episode it's like a cbs version of the fog but better than the remake oh absolutely! fucking pulling a piece of broken glass out of your speaking of hole. fog that reminded me real quick one of the movies that was on the 31 best modern horror movies the mist mm, debatable that ending's hilarious. Oh, that ending is so good. The special effects kind of suffer, but that's actually pretty good. It's both a good short well, yeah. story and a great fucking movie. You know what? While we're here, I am going to blurt this out. Uh, I was watching part of It Part 2 at the Atomic Scarecrow's house. What the fuck is up with that beginning, Yeah, dude? you wanted to do this. You had, you had a little grind your gear thing you wanted to talk about. <laughs> I wanted to talk about a bunch of things because your boy likes to get drunk and ramble, as one does. Boy, uh, what the fuck is that shit? So, like, I get well, dairy's Maine, right? Mm-hmm. We live in the Midwest. I think progressively we are much further behind than like Maine, right? Because they're like a fart knuckle away from you. know small town, sick mentality. Quit fucking uh, no, licking dude, the, your lips the, like the, I'm a The foil. Northeast is like they have just they refuse to fucking change. I was even thinking that when I watched this movie, I'm like these motherfuckers just like even again it was the 80s but like even now like when you go and visit you're like man they're still kind of this way well shit i didn't know that well yeah dude they just beat the fuck out of those two gay dudes i mean granted they're being a little mouthy but hey how dare somebody attack you based on your sexuality you know you're talking it part two the re- the new it yeah part the new new yeah, i, that- I didn't get all the way through but i do love the part where mike fucking microdosed him. it's like strapping pussy because you're going for a ride i the first part is the better of the two. Yeah, hands down. Those uh, kids are great, but I do like Bill Hader. Man, he is fantastic. Fucking, and I, and I'll, I'll call it right now. If we ever have to rebrand our podcast for whatever reason, I call divs on Mikey Trash Mouth. You should. I there know. is there is a scene that I don't think you've got to where they're down in his lair, and Bill Hader looks into the deadlights, nope. and he fucking goes puppet. Like, he just, like, limp puppet. And he like, goes boneless? He, he does it, but, like the energy or whatever the magic of fucking it like sort of keeps him upright dude just the way that bill hater turns it off and on oh it looks so good you know what uh because atomic scarecrow was talking about watching all those children from the corn shit i kind of got to explain to him about randall flag and shit I, I called my mom up because my mom is like she knows her fucking stephen king shit and richard bachman respectfully mm-hmm. and uh i'm like who's randall Flagg? and she's just like I don't have time for this tonight, my or nachos <laughs> from the stand from all of it. Well, so Randall Flag isn't everything, uh, he is not it. I he, he's the cosmic for he's the force from from all the uh gunman shit or whatever you know what I'm talking about. Oh, the the dark tower, yeah, yeah. Well, that Randall Flag is in the dark tower, but. He, he, he is random flag, but he's not. And he talks about it. He's known by several different names from different entities and yes, shit. But he is not it. That's a separate thing. Yeah, no. Uh, it, it is a different alien race and shit. And there's like Defender Turtles and all this fucking nonsense and shit. Yeah. So, like I said, we should probably have a Stephen King episode and have my mind Dude, I'm down it. with that. I got a fucking giant stack of books. I love Stephen King and Richard Bachman. Well, Joni Joan, she likes to Joan. Oh, J.J., so uh, yeah, that's, <laughs> hey gang, that's all I got. Um, did we thank our Patreon members in this episode? We did. We can thank them again. Thank you, Patreon members, for hey guys, just supporting the podcast. Thanks for feeding our idiocy. It helps keep the podcast going, the website, all the recording equipment up to date. We really appreciate it. And you helped me buy my exotic underwear that's uh, made out of turtle fetuses. I eat it every episode, <laughs> and then I have to hit them up with an EpiPen. It's confusing. Tonight I dine on pearl turtle, turtle poop. Turtle, Jupadoo! doo! <laughs> uh, do you get drunk? Do you got a joke? Uh, no, but I do, thank you for bringing this up, have some of this. Okay. This is from the hotline. <gasps> yes! Pause it. I go pee? All right, all right. We'll take a quick break. All right. All right, so we got these voicemails. I am uh, excited. So let's check them out. Hey, Dukes and Spooks, <laughs> this is Aaron Southworth from the Horrible Horror Podcast. And uh I did another little fun one for you. Why did the ghost go into the bar for the booze? <laughs> 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 Where did the ghost go on vacation? The Boo Bahamas. <laughs> I love this man. Uh, really bored at work. All right, you guys take it easy. Take care. Have a again, good one. Bye. Again, the uh, the 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 text the the voice to text okay. hey this is aaron software and uh why did the ghost go to the bar lounge for the booze why did the ghost go on vacation the boo mama <laughs> actually i have a good ghost joke real quick hit me uh what did what's the ghost favorite sandwich what boo <laughs> hey there you spook this is aaron software from the horrible horror podcast uh Got another one about bars. I've just been wanting to go to bars lately, you know, it's a Same. holiday vacation. I'm off work a lot. And uh I was thinking something kind of funny. Uh what did the skeleton say to the bartender? I'll have two beers and a mop. <laughs> it goes right through them. Come on, come Laugh it up. guys, take it easy. Bye. My man knows me, my man knows me. Air and Software Aaron in Southwind. Dude from Spook, Aaron software from the Horrible Horror Podcast, calling in with a with a dirty one. Thought this one was kind of fun. Whoa. All right, why don't you ever have an unexpected pregnancy when dating a vampire? Because they can't come inside without asking permission. <laughs> God damn! Ah, ah, ah. I love this I man, <laughs> Aaron, I will buy you a blood light next time we hang out. This is software from the Horn Podcast. <laughs> at the end is like because they can't come inside without asking permission then it just says Sadie (laughs) I love that cat alright this is the last one I got this Thursday night okay it's 46 seconds long I'm gonna turn it down a little bit but this is all it does (laughs) It just does that over and over. It just says Thursday, Thursday, Thursday in that weird ass program. I I thought it was you. No, dude, I was asleep. It's a two six zero number. It came in at eight nineteen. No, in the dude. morning. No, dude, I'm I'm like driving to work. I don't have time to do shit. Yeah, I don't know what that. Well, let is. it keep going. Is is there more? No, because you can't turn it down. It's, it's like super fucking loud, but it just keeps saying Thursday. Or at least that's what Google voice text is Oh, that's me. trustworthy. <laughs> Are we going to die? Seven days. All right. Uh, so that's the end of the episode. You got anything uh, you wanted to add to that? Yeah, I'm like really confused and terrified about that last one. If any of our loyal listeners all... Want to own up to it? Yeah, or like... Hey, guys, if you listen to this shit, let us fucking know. I mean, call it, the fucking hotline. Man. Yeah. Other than Aaron, we, you, you are doing your oh, job. Aaron, homie. keep calling for Aaron, sure. Aaron software. Oh, buddy, baby boy. <laughs> you Aaron called software it from the sh- Holla podcast. <laughs> You're killing with these jokes, homie. You got you me fucked up, man. Uh, Wishmaster episode was amazing, by the way. Um, oh, and the line Kane Hodder said was, I'd like to see you walk through me kind of shit and also guys the part where uh, reggie banister is talking to buck flowers he says something about like i don't wish harm on him i just wish like a filipino gang would what about dave something something gang rape him until fucking jizz came out of his nose or something i don't know it's icky it's gross valentine bluffs man things get weird there uh you mean not valentine's bluffs What's it uh Potter Bluffs. No, no, in uh Oh, is that what they're doing? Because they were doing Oh, you're talking Wishmaster. I'm sorry, I'm talking My Bloody Valentine. Yeah. Oh my god. Still, I'll say it every time. That part where the sheriff drives away and those fucking dogs are chasing his car. That's a real thing, because those dogs fucking got loose and bit a couple people. Dude, when he sets down the bloody Valentine and the sheriff like goes to pick it up, that dog's like Hey, fuck you. And he comes back. He goes, Hey, I did another thing. Fuck you too. <laughs> <laughs> I love that movie. The first one's good. The second one's great. It's got Tom Atkins, but it doesn't make a whole lot of a lot of sense. You know what? Uh cheers. <clears throat> cheers, buddy. Cheers to my beers. Uh, thanks for doing this with me. And uh thanks for uh our buddies and well strangers listening to our shit. Yeah. Appreciate every one of you. Thank you so much. Hey, by the way. Hey listeners, did you lose weight? Cuz you're looking real good. I know like you bought those pants prior to the, you know, like prior to the pandemic. Shit got weird, but they're fitting you real good. Yeah, and use them skinny ass fingers to call the hotline 704-666-2814. What's that kn- number again? 704-666-2814. I know sometimes you call the all gay male hotline. And you know what? Uh, it, it's it's from uh, Deuce Biglow. Oh shit. Well, well, they cakes make them- and pies. Cakes and pies. They should make a phone for full figured girls. Yo, Homer says. Frankie the Feek. They did that on fucking The Simpsons when Homer's like, it's like, if your hands are too fat to press the <laughs> individual he buttons, too big, Just He's poop. wearing the moo moo. <laughs> Man. Dude, he rubs the Krusty Burger on the oh, fucking window. Different episode. I love it. And then Bart does that and the fucking bird crashes into the shit. Oh, I heard I heard they were gonna redo uh Simpsons hit and run. or Yeah, I heard like they were try like there's petitions out there for like I'd be down with that. The the Grand Theft Auto Simpsons version. Dude That, that was, was a fun best. game. Because Dr. Nick Riviera has one of my favorite things. You picking him up and he says, My screaming monkey hotline number or some shit. I don't <laughs> know, dude. That's gold. Yeah, if if you don't like the Simpsons, I'm sorry. I'm not. Fuck you. Yeah. Uh, like like the Simpsons. It's that easy. Actually, uh, easy out. Simpsons season. I'll say two. But you know what? You know what's really good in the first season? All of it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a slow burn. Uh, so, hey, welcome to Here Comes the Simpsons podcast, where we get drunk and talk about the Simpsons. Oh. We're going to have a True Horror episode for sure. All right. Uh, so what do you think, buddy? Are we calling it? Yeah. All right. Hey, uh, glorious. Oh, you want to tell me about the next episode? Oh, what are we doing? You tell me. I don't know, dude. I said like six different things. You know, we might do uh, Psycho Gorman with Dr. Vinny Graves. We'll see how that goes. But if we don't do that, uh, we'll probably do your mom. <laughs> <laughs> so thanks for stopping by. And, and remember, always, always stay, stay spooky, spooky bitch. bitch.